So good afternoon listeners, this is Joyce from the Girls Empowerment and this is the last episode of the season 1, this is the episode 10, yes, and again, as I promised I will be bringing back Khalid and Khalid is with me again, this is the second feature on the podcast, so and today we are going to be discussing about the way forward for Africa, you know, the way forward for Africa and maybe what you actually need in Africa, maybe forming aid, good leaders, good citizens, like what's in the way forward? That's the question I'm putting out to you, Khalid. So, Khalid, the floor is yours, you can have the floor. So, um, if I'm correct, um, I think our contention today is whether African nations or whether Africa as a whole. Yes. Um, whether Africa as a whole has its setback from bad leadership or bad citizenship. Yes. On one hand. Yes. And then secondly, whether or not we have a problem of um, you know, taking um, taking funds, yes. international monetary funds, yes. taking foreign aid, whether it's a problem. Yeah. Africans or whether or not Africans should even be in the first place. So, yeah. so um, I, I will start from the first one, uh, from the second one rather, which is um, the issue of foreign aid. So, as um, um, many people who know me would know that my political philosophy is black nationalism. Or simply Pan Africanism. Right? Yes. Um, yes. For this purpose, for this purpose, I'll be saying that, I'll be saying that, um, um, as Pan Africans or Black nationalists, we would not overlook the blood of our battalion. I mean, the battalion, and that's the red color in the African combination of colors and for this reason we understand so much more the importance of self-determination the importance of true independence um, without any form of new colonialism and then our argument is simple the argument is that we believe there is no way you have foreign aid without strings being attached Hmm. and I think my um, my precedent from the position of Thomas Ankara, who failed to take foreign aid from IMF because then and then um, the IMF was controlled by European powers, or rather, is still being controlled by European powers. And for this reason, we have we have noticed or observed from history that. Um, the, the European man would not do anything for you if, um, if, if he is not going to get something in return. And for this purpose, um, if in self-determination being the first law of all nations, the first law of every true independent state, then um, for this, we believe that African countries should not take um, foreign aid because foreign aid are you know foreign aid are a way of the Europeans taking something 
from Africa, or it is a way for them to, you know, exploit us. And you will see that Thomas Sankara, during his days as the, you know, the head of state in Burkina Faso, chose to take care of state. And at this, you will see that there are some. Um, there are some benefits from foreign aid, and this benefit from not taking foreign aid rather, this benefit I would outline at least three. First of all, that it helps um, a nation determine itself, determine for itself, um, whatever she wants, um, whatever is going to make her people go forward, and definitely but for dignity purpose. So self-determination is um, an advantage for not taking foreign aid. That's one. Secondly, is that what not taking foreign aid would do for a nation is that it is going to reduce um, the level of dependency of such nation on other nations. We understand so much more um, that um, naturally, most, most of the nation can exist on its own because, as you say, that the world is a global village. But then also recognize also that um, even within the marketplace of the world, each state should still have, you know, should still have um, the right for, for self-determination or rather the, the right to exist regardless of um, to, to exist outside any form of control from other states. So this this is true independence. I mean, as Pan-Africans, we believe in, you know, not just political independence, but also economic independence. So what not taken from it to do is that it's going to increase the, the level of population in such nation. And then um, I can, I'm, I'll, I'll talk with facts in Burkina Faso during the time of Thomas Ankara, when um, he failed to take foreign aid, what happened was that their cereal, the production of their cereal in the first three years of his administration um, increased by 75%. And definitely, if it increased by 75%, it only means that the people were not, you know, were not um, producing or were not um, going into agriculture for just subsistence, for subsistence purpose alone. But then, Burkina Faso was becoming um, an industry for maize, was becoming an industry for food generally. And this is um, one, this is another advantage of not taking solutions. allows such nations to focus on its problems and find solutions to its problems. Mm. And as Pan-Africans, we believe so much in this. So it is our stand as Pan-Africans. Or let me say, let me speak for myself. I'm making my stand as a South African that um, African countries should not take foreign aid, or rather, African countries should focus on its problems and solve its own. Um, African countries should focus on their problems and solve their own problems themselves, regardless of any problem for them. Okay, that's. Okay, that's another advantage. So, that's the first contention whether or not we should take for this. Am I right? Yes, yes. Now, second is the um, issue of whether um, African countries, whether the problems of African countries, or the problem of Africa, I should speak of Africa as a whole, 
get to their day-to-day activities, just make money and that's all. People don't want to people people are no longer interested in it. And I think if people actually show interest, you know, no matter how bad our leaders can be, if we show interest and we actually vote for the right person, I, I think that's another step, you know, in 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 correcting the wrong the wrong things that are wrong Africa. I think that's just that's just one step. But people people are no longer interested. Just the whole let me use the word of one of my one of our senior the faculty of Zodi, boy. I think God is cocoon or something. No, no, the cabal, yes. So let me now say, God is cabal, no, that voting for themselves, putting themselves in power. Even if many of us are no longer interested in politics, many of us don't want to vote. I don't think the right person to do the job will ever get to the seat. But I think citizens keep to us will do a lot of things. People are no longer interested. I think we have been too the Western world has affected us a lot that we're forgetting a lot of things. We've forgotten how we actually get here because we are not we're not available during those days. And like our last episode where we discussed about Pan Africanism. I'll say something as many of us don't really know the struggle. If many were around during the civil war nineteen seventy the last the last step to nineteen seventy Nigeria. That's from nineteen fifty and from nineteen sixty seven to nineteen seventy. Many people will know that okay, we don't have to just sit and just watch these guys who are country here. Like we have to like have a voice for our own and actually fight for ourselves. But many of us when around doing this many of us don't even know what is going on. We just want to live day to day, get our life on Instagram and on Twitter. I would say that um, one of the things the enemy is using, I mean, the enemy who is also an African, one of the things he's using, um, being in power, is that he has tried um, to capitalize on such power, I mean, because he's in power. He has changed the curriculum to a very large extent. I mean, if I'm talking about the curriculum, I'm not talking about the academic curriculum alone. I mean, Definitely, the academic curriculum is very important. The academic curriculum included, um, you know, such lessons, such um, teachings as Pan-Africanism. Regardless of such discipline, regardless of the discipline, there can always be something, you know, you know there can always be a place for Pan-Africanism. Every discipline. And then I'll be making examples from our own discipline as, as in law. For example, um, in international law, we can need to understand that what international law means is what the European people call international law, or rather, it is Eurocentric in nature, international law. And then, what the curriculum has failed to realize is that international law, or rather, the international regime has never been, you know, has never been um, a strange thing. So Africa, so up to Africa, yes. I mean, we had states in their own, their own rights. Talk, talk about the, uh, your empire. Talk about Bini. Talk about you know, the several empires, the, the Songhai Empire. I mean, Kanembo. All of these were states in their own rights until you know the white man came, and then as a result of the Berlin Conference, um, <laughs> turned empires into strong states upon empires into countries. That's it. So what this has done, um, the curriculum, what the curriculum has done is to you know, 
defeat the purpose of teaching Pan-Africanism, the purpose of, uh, you know, letting the new generation understand what Pan-Africanism is. And, you know, I feel how difficult to see some people who are doing that, regardless of what the curriculum is saying, some lecturer that's still trying to do that. And if I was speaking for one, I'll talk about Professor Ibrahim Ibrahim in criminology, yes, yes. in criminology, in human rights. You yes. see that they will never leave untouched, untouched um, that aspect of the aspect of Africanism. You know, and saying that we never primitive people. I mean, trying to you know give an expose on why uh, or on how Africans have had managed their business before the white man came and the mm. so sophisticated. That way. So, one of the problems this generation has um, is that they have defeated our curriculum not to include Pan Africanism, not to include Black nationalism. Okay. So, the last one. Second is that um, this generation also has been indicted of such crimes such as just being. Um, occupied by social media, just being occupied by um, things that are not relevant to our policy, or things that are not relevant for our existence as a people, or things that do not necessarily you know, touch widely and dependent of self-determination. So, agreed. But also, I would say that apart from the curriculum, I mean, apart from the academic curriculum, the university curriculum is also a problem to this extent. And what I'm saying in essence is that, for example, you cannot expect a generation to be, you cannot expect a generation to be politically inclined if, you know, such mechanisms are not, are not put in place. For example, you, you um, see that many higher institutions in Nigeria do not have, um, do not have student unions. Yes. For, for, for the strength of leadership, which naturally is supposed to be the next generation to oppose the political culture of such nations, yes. you expect to be politically inclined if you don't put in place a mechanism through which such can be achieved. So, mm. you know, um, defeating the existence of student union or student unionism as a whole is actually a problem for this. Mm. Generation. So it is very hard for generations to be politically inclined. So the lives of the older generation, the older generation does not recognize that Africa is actually winning. In, in, definitely, Africa is winning and is glad that Africa will continue to win if it does not put in place such mechanisms by which um, the political culture of young Africans can be strengthened. So we have all these problems. So it is not that um, you just say it is a natural phenomenon that this generation is not politically inclined, but you will have to blame the older generation for not putting in place mechanism um, for, the, for the you know for the continuation of such struggle. Okay, so um, thank you, colleague. The time has actually we should actually continue. No, I actually should actually continue because like you just getting clearer and clearer it's just making more sense you know you, you said something about um I'm, I'm closing up i'm closing your session now 
So he said something about the student union. Then I remember I remember about, reading yeah. about about I remember reading about then Ibobiko of South Africa. Even many of those South Africa great comrades, many of them actually started from university. Like they started from the student union, from the student body. Definitely. You you know when I imagine a organization like school, when you cannot challenge anything, when you don't have the right, that does not come to the real world. Like no, they're not getting us prepared for anything actually. Thank you for. I think that stuff alone is actually, will actually be another episode. No, I, I actually. I'll be. I'll be very willing. I'll be yeah, very willing. That should be another episode. Talk about students. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Something we should actually discuss. You know, no, I just like the kind of vibe and inspiration you actually give to me. Anytime I discuss with you, I always find something, to, something to actually like bring out again. Like, let me just let me use the word guy. You bust my brain. Like. I'm just, I'm just, I, I don't know, I don't know. I'm going to listen to this again and again. Honestly, the, um, yeah. you know, the, the bonus episode that is coming out, so I'm going to be thanking people because I, I, I cannot, I cannot believe it. I have over 100 and something listings, like 100 and something listings. No, it's, yeah. Yeah. I, and your is actually, you actually have the highest out of all the episodes, the, the Pan African episode is you know, what people actually listen to the most and what people actually like the most, you know. Every time, every time, every time, every time, I love to get this from you. Yeah. I hope with this program, many people will be able to, you know, get politically inclined again. Yeah. So our listeners, that's Kalil over there. This is the second episode. I think. I'm, very, I'm very sure you guys watch me like this episode. And you guys will ask for more. The next, that's the second season, because every season, I have 10 episodes for every season. So the next season, obviously, is going to come back and he's going to discuss about you know, the students in your body. Like many great African leaders actually start from this, but they start from somewhere. You, you not just start as like they and they are, they are, they are already a president or they're already somebody fighting for the student. Like, they start a different type of story. So I, I, um, you guys should actually watch out for the you know, second season, a many packed episode. So yeah, thank you very much. And thank you guys for being on the show with me. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me too. Yeah. So peace out, guys.